now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Well, Molly, we don't have a, a special guest today, but we have a special passage of Scripture that we want to look at in Proverbs chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Excited to start this new series in Proverbs. And I, I thought we'd give um, the listeners a little bit of a, um, a visual image of where, where we are. Oh, that's beautiful. So, um, no, like physically where we are. Oh, I thought you meant like in this podcast, it'll show them where we are <laughs> no. in the in Proverbs. <laughs> no, we're sitting inside an, an old organ. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we are. Surrounded by sparkly, I don't even know what it is. Foam insulation, Foam insulation and yeah. plaster Wires and wood. everywhere. Stained glass, glass. Oh, yeah, there's a stained glass above us and yeah. some studio lighting. So, so, folks, we're we're in the that we know of the only recording studio of its kind in the world. Oh, for sure, yeah. We are in this studio, approximately um, twelve feet wide mm-hmm. um, by probably eight feet in breadth and about ten feet high. It actually, goes up thirty-five feet high, but we had to <laughs> lower the ceiling because the sound was swirling up, and so mm-hmm. we lowered the ceiling. And um, like Molly said, there's stained glass up there, as well as some um, sound barriers with wood and all kinds of lighting uh-huh. in here. And then the glass wall is... Uh, Isn't that a double wall? Is it's that... a double wall of five-eighths five inch glass and then another, I think, three-eighths inch glass outside of that. So like if you're interviewing someone who's done something wrong, you'll go into this secret chamber. There's double glass wall sort of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and, the, and the, notice that what do you see on that glass that's unusual? Uh, there's a fingerprint. No. Smudge. It's, it's angled. Oh, yeah. So that when your sound hits that, your voice hits that glass, it hits downward. Oh, cool. So every part of the, the foam, the plaster, the wood the stained glass, every part of this is intentionally built by mm-hmm. a sound engineer that uh, captures the the sounds in such a way that it, it makes our voices just like you're in someone's house talking mm-hmm. with them. It's, yeah. just, it's per- Actually, we sound better in here than we do in someone's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the coolest thing. We're in a 19th century church built in 1852. Mm-hmm. And uh, the church is stunningly beautiful. It's all black walnut, and the stained glass mm-hmm. is, I know that antique dealers probably will not agree with this, but I think it's as good as Tiffany. I've, mm-hmm. I have seen many of Tiffany's works, and there's five stained glass windows here that mm-hmm. I think are equal to it. I just love what God has given us here. This is where we hold our concerts, and within this church, there used to be this huge organ Mm-hmm. And the organ um, wasn't usable because it, they wanted a quarter million dollars to to tune it. And so we got rid of the organ. And then inside the this, I don't know, what would you call this? This room? This room of, back then, before we took it apart, it was this room of pipes mm-hmm. of all sizes from from a half inch wide and a foot long to a foot wide <laughs> to... Fifteen foot long, yeah, they're they were huge. huge, made of made of metal, made of wood, mm-hmm. um, and, and thousands of circuitry, and all made by one man mm-hmm. who built this organ in 1853. In fact, when we looked to try to get it tuned, 
the uh, the man who built it, um, his great grandson was still running the business, mm. which was kind of cool. So that's where we are. We're in this uh, cool recording studio. The glass wall. <laughs> we can see um, the our engineers that are looking mm-hmm. at us and now peeking over the edge. <laughs> hey. hey. Kaylin, thanks for um, helping us out today. So, Molly, we're going to start right in Proverbs chapter 1. Yeah. And we're going to look at uh, the introduction of Proverbs. And it starts off, you want to read it? Yeah. It's the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Yeah, that's the first sentence. Doesn't seem to say a lot, does it? No. Um, like a little introductory sort of thing that you'd skim over. I would have skimmed that over in school. I'm like, okay, next thing. Yeah. Yeah, and the next thing would have been to know wisdom and correction, to perceive mm-hmm. the words of understanding and and next thing you know, you're just kind of like skimming through, wondering, has this really said anything? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you read it, Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, <laughs> to know wisdom and correction, receive the words of understanding, to receive instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and correction. Mm-hmm. And then it starts off with the very first wisdom lesson, my son, hear the instruction of your father. Don't forsake the law of your mother. Mm-hmm. So that introduction of six verses, actually seven, are some of the most powerful truths mm-hmm. in the Bible. And in this introduction of those first seven verses, it is a story. And it is written um, fluidly. It, it is not these short, pithy, unconnected statements. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to do is take our listeners on a little bit of a journey as to how this story is written so that they can understand it and apply it to their lives and use it as a parenting tool mm. um, or as a tool to help them grow spiritually um, as they learn these essential 12 lessons of wisdom. So it starts off with... Well, I was just going to say, so you've um, you've done a lot with Proverbs in general, especially the first nine chapters. chapters. And you spent like how long on them? Two years at least. Two years. Well, okay. it's been... no. I mean, that was the beginning. That was the research. Mm-hmm. So it's been altogether approximately five years. Okay. We, oh, thought... and the pr- prior to that, all the preliminary stuff, yeah, the... 12 years. Okay, yeah, because you have a whole dissertation that was focused on Proverbs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have like had years of experience in framing and the charts and everything. And what I thought was really cool. So this is something that you're very passionate about and something that um, when I came as a student, that was one of my first classes and it was life changing. And so we were like, yeah, we got to do this as a podcast. And it was really funny because this is the very first time I'd ever seen. So we do a Sunday morning reflection blog post on, you know, usually whatever we're talking about with the blog, with the blog is in the podcast. But this was the first time I'd ever seen you focus on the first verse. I think that was the first time, at least, for content that we put out. And I think that's kind of exciting. You mean today when you read it? today. No way. Yeah, because I was like, let's do wisdom lesson number one. And that's like honor your father and mother or something. So then I was like, huh. I've never seen anything focused quite on that, just the what seems to be kind of a boring section. So this is I'm really excited for what you're going to talk about cool. here. But then also this is the launch for we're actually going to sit down and do the entire 12 Lessons of Wisdom, which we've not successfully done yet. <laughs> yeah, we've tried many times. <laughs> and that's because of 12 years of knowledge. It's hard to fit into just one section. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited. You know what? Even if it takes us a year, we should just keep plotting yeah. and doing it. For sure. Okay, so Proverbs of Solomon. 
That's how it starts. Mm -hmm. And the word proverb comes from the root word Michelle to rule. Um, the word proverb um, carries the idea of these wise maxims, short, pithy statements, mm. but they're all related to the superiority. And this is very important. Mm. It's the mental superiority of communicating truth in such a way at the highest level. Mm. So you're able to succinctly speak mm -hmm. wisely to someone so that the few words that you use, they penetrate quickly, right to the heart, open the mind. And so Solomon That's beautiful. wrote 3,000 of these. <laughs> That's crazy. And it says it in, I think it's in First First Kings 432 is what you wrote. Cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, he wrote 3,000 Proverbs and I don't know how many thousands of songs. And <laughs> yeah. But of those 3,000 Proverbs, he has a small collection that he kept, mm -hmm. which obviously God superintended, mm -hmm. you know, those to yeah. be used. And so the ones that we have in the Bible are this, this premier collection mm. of words according to its root meaning. These are rule, these are words that are to have dominion. The word literally means to have dominion or words that will rule our lives. Oh, that's cool. So like, um, I know when we were reading different books, you'd be like, take notes of the quotes or the things that stick out to you. And I remember some of the best books to me have been ones that have different quotes or sayings that I've taken with me and that have motivated me throughout the day. Like we recently had a meeting with Dr. Lou Starrett and he was saying, you know, the best thing we can do for someone is to empower them and enable them to have eyes to see or whatever mm, gifts and talents that you might good. have. You can infuse that into them. And I've thought about that a lot since the meeting. And I was like, how can I show love to this person? It's been really inspiring, actually, because I'm like, I don't have to try to do things of my own strength or try to feel like I have to do everything. But I could bless someone else by letting them do something for me or for, I mean, ultimately the Lord. But so I've been trying that out here and there, and it's been really cool to see that. So it's really amazing in the perspective of Solomon has these rules or words to rule your life. And then those are statements and sayings that you can take with you and think about throughout your day and kind of be like, how do I make a decision here? How do I have discernment and wisdom in that? And it's to know wisdom and instruction. That's literally. Yeah. And, it, and it's not the idea of mm -hmm. ruling in a legal sense. It's the mm -hmm. idea of it permeates your life so that every decision you make, it's made rather naturally because these things are your guide. Mm -hmm. They're your anchor. They they live within you. It's Joshua 1, 8, 9. You know, mm -hmm. the words of God are to be meditated upon day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. And then mm -hmm. they will, what will they do? They'll make your way prosperous so you'll find good success because mm -hmm. these are the words that you live by. Mm -hmm. You know, I, we were t Grace and I were talking earlier I was talking with her mom. She's mm -hmm. going to help us with the Sunday school curriculum. And um, is, you know, we're writing all of this curriculum stuff, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I was thinking, like, it's, it's so big. Mm -hmm. How do we bring it and reduce it down? And so I was mm -hmm. thinking, like, okay, what's our worldview? Very simple worldview. God is good. God works all things together mm -hmm. for good. God keeps his promises. And God allows suffering to grow our character so we can experience his love. That's a solid worldview. So everything that we write, Molly, mm -hmm. needs to have some connection to those four basic mm. worldviews. You know, God is good. Once you don't believe that, once you question the mm. goodness of God. So I've been going through a two-year trial um, 
with a coat officer. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe that God is good, that he's allowing this to teach me something that I can't see, Mm -hmm. you know, about me, you know, my character. And so, uh, so I believe that there's nothing, I don't think there's anything that could happen in and I, I hate to say this because, you know, you're going to be tested, but mm-hmm. I, I've been tested pretty, pretty well over my, mm-hmm. my lifetime. And I don't think at this moment in my life that there's anything that could happen that would make me think otherwise about this amazing God. Praise the Lord. You know, his, yeah. his, the beauty of his creation is so amazing. Mm-hmm. His, what he did on the cross, you know, he who knew no sin became sin for us and and, and guess what? Hmm. I don't really think, I mean, to question the goodness of God mm-hmm. doesn't really do any good. There's oh, no yeah. reason, there was no reason for it. And I think that is reason enough to believe it. Because if you don't, you know, you're going to die and stand before this God. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you go into a relationship, if you're going to enter into a relationship mm-hmm. with this amazing God and you're questioning his integrity and his goodness, mm-hmm. would you marry someone like that? Would I marry someone who's questioning God? No. Would you marry someone whom you want to marry, but in mm-hmm. your heart of hearts, you're questioning their goodness? No, I couldn't do that. And the same thing with our relationship with God. Yeah. The reason we enter a relationship with God is because we're so overwhelmed mm-hmm. with his goodness. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we enter into a relationship and then some people fall away because they stop believing in the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. You're going to say something? No, it was just making me think that, you know, anytime there's a temptation to be like, is God really good? It's usually just a misunderstanding of God's character and because there are sometimes you run against these ideas and issues that are just so big and you can't wrap your head around them like that God loves us. You know, that's it's too big. It's too uncomprehensible. But then you just have to just, there's like this childlike faith, a trust in God that just like I don't understand that he's all of these things. I don't understand that he's good and holy and just and an angry God and a jealous God and all these things. And so just like trusting him with that and then learning more about him and developing that understanding. And experiencing him mm. in the oh, long yeah. run. So now for me, I've been saved for 45 years. I've known the Lord. Of those 45 years, God has overwhelmingly convinced me of his love for me through answers to prayer. Oodles answers to prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what I have is Psalm 19. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, mm-hmm. making wise the simple. Mm-hmm. I was once a simple person. I've become more wise because of God's amazing love for me and his his commitment to always keep his promises in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I look back on those testimonies. So the testimonies of the Lord are are sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that word sure is the word for a, a nursing, nursing father. father. Yeah, a nursing father who takes a child and brings him along. Mm-hmm. And when God does that, he's demonstrating to us over and over and over again that he cares for us. And so these testimonies start to add up. And we look back and we're like, okay, God, he's got this. Yeah. You say that a lot. God's mm-hmm. got this. God's got this, yeah. Yeah, and so when you believe that mm-hmm. wholeheartedly, like Abraham did. Yeah. Romans chapter 4, mm-hmm. Abraham was fully convinced that God would keep his promises. Yeah. 
he's 90 years old, doesn't have a mm-hmm. child yet. Well, I think that's so beautiful because I was just thinking about Abraham. I'm reading through the Bible in a year, and so he's been coming up a lot recently. Uh, but with him, I find it so reassuring. So he messed up over and over again in the beginning with, like, Sarah's my sister. She's my sister, nothing else. And he, he keeps, like, making that mistake. And then even, like, God tells him, you're going to have a child. And he laughs, and his wife laughs. And then God was still faithful. I think there was a verse about that. Even if we're unfaithful, he's faithful. Mm-hmm. and Or if we're faithless, he's still faithful. He can't deny himself. And God still used that. And then there was this ultimate test later in his life, like the ultimate test, his son, his only son, would he be willing to offer that up to the Lord? And then by that point, you know, all of this time, Abraham had seen the promises of God and the faithfulness of God. And so when it came to that moment, he had faith, but it it took all of that failure and messing up. And so, you know, I find that really beautiful. Mm -hmm. You can't go outside and look at the stars and not think about, like, God promised to Abraham. Like, you look his out and you can seed. just see. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, that's how big God's faithfulness is. And that's how big his promise is. And that God gives little reminders like that all the time. It's beautiful. Yeah, and Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that word counted is the word for amen or aman. Oh, cool. Meaning that um, this is truth. He, he believed. Did you see, um, I don't know if you've seen this, probably you have, but I was reading about Isaac and his wife, and she was barren, and it said that Isaac took up a petition before the Lord, and the Lord heard him and opened up her womb. And I was like, well, that is so cool. What a contrast to his father who laughed and his mother who laughed. Oh, and then wow. Isaac prays, That's, and God, boom, he opens up the I womb, and she had a son. I never saw that. That's good. two sons. Yeah, I, that blew me away because I was like, wait a minute. He prayed for her, and it was instant. Wow. And I know, like... God's bigger than that. He can do anything at any time. But just that was the power of prayer in that moment. Hmm. Yeah, and it says nothing about Abraham praying yeah. for his wife. Mm-hmm. In fact, he, he, he actually places her in harm's way several times to protect himself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, so here we are again trying to get through Proverbs and talking about <laughs> everything else under the sun. Yeah, you get started on like the promises of God and you go a little crazy. Okay, so the words that are to rule our lives, Proverbs, these are the words to rule out, not just the book of Proverbs, but mm-hmm. all of scripture are the words to rule our lives. And that's what it says, the Proverbs of Solomon. So now we've got that down. Mm-hmm. These are not just any type of words. These are words, God's words, that need to rule our lives. And they are the Proverbs of Solomon. Solomon wrote these words. Mm-hmm. And he's the son of David, and he's the king of Israel. Now, if I am the king of Israel, or if I'm a king, mm-hmm. I'm going to put that first in my resume. President Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. We tend to put those things yeah. first. Yeah, what did it say? Solomon. Pre- President Abraham Lincoln, son of whatever his father's name was. He, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't write like that. No. You know, so the well, reason he does this is very simple. In order to become a king, mm-hmm. you must first be a son who is um, submissive, loyal, honest. Um, you're a, a virtuous son. Um, so the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, you have to be a, um, you have to fulfill your position as son mm. or daughter first in order to be the king or queen of your kingdom. Mm. So that's how, that's how Proverbs starts. And then right after that, it says to know wisdom and instruction. And the word instruction, I, I like changing it. It's in the word musar in Hebrew. Um, I like changing that wor- word um, instruction because it's more accurately translated as correction. The way that we know something is we're constantly being corrected in the way we think. And so 
if you're going to know something, you have to be willing to be corrected in the way you think because no one comes to, in the, you know, no one lives life as if they know it, anything or everything. Mm. They know nothing. You know, so you've got to learn something. The way you learn something is like, oh, I like that. You know, you're, you're constantly, you're, mm-hmm. you're being corrected in the way you think. So these words, though, to know, wisdom, and correction, these three words are the guiding words, the framing of the introduction to Proverbs. Knowledge, wisdom, correction. And the reason I say they're the framing is because they appear again in verse 7, where you have the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, fools despise wisdom and correction. And here, once again, you've got knowledge, wisdom, correction, and the framing of verses 1 through 7. In between those framing words of knowledge, wisdom, and correction, you have six different people that are going to be recorded and illustrated for us. And these people are going to depict every person that lives on the face of the earth. And they are. Number one, they are the simple person. Number two, the young man who has knowledge and discretion. Hmm. Number three, the wise man who obeys and increases learning and the man of understanding or the man of discernment who attains wise counsels. Those are the first So right here, four. is the prudence what the simple person has or the simple person needs prudence, the young man needs knowledge and discretion and so on? Yes, the, the simple person needs prudence Okay. to give subtlety or prudence to the simple. And that, um, that word is an interesting word. Um, orama, it's... Um, is that prudence you're looking at? It is prudence, but I don't know if I like the word prudence as much as the word um, discretion. I mm, think it's mm-hmm. it's more of the idea of discretion. A person who is discreet is a person who sees a situation and doesn't move forward until he thinks it through. And so, so of these four people, and we're going to mention two more after this. We're going to we're going to look at the fool and the mocker, the opposite direction. <clears throat> Absolutely. So. Moms and dads, grandparents, and anyone who's listening, this is so important. You got this framing in mm-hmm. Proverbs 1 through 7 of knowledge, wisdom, and correction. Mm-hmm. At the very end in chapter verse 7, knowledge, wisdom, and correction. In between this frame, you have the simple person, the young man that's growing in knowledge, the wise person who's increasing learning, and a man that's discerning and attains unto wise counsels. Mm-hmm. So the, the simple person... We've mentioned this many times on air. A simple person is a thoughtless. Easily enticed, naive. Gullible. Was it airhead? The word literally means fathead. Fathead. <laughs> yeah. Um, some translations translated as stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a person who doesn't give heed or thought to anything. Mm-hmm. He's kind of goes through life yeah. thinking of his himself most of the time. Yeah, and, and um, he's easily enticed. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes with the crowd. Yeah. So, um, so the simple person... Um, God's teaching the simple person that if you're going to go to the next level and become a young man that grow, that grows in knowledge, mm-hmm. then you need to learn to start thinking things through. Mm-hmm. And the way, do you th- way, the way you think things through is by a willingness to be corrected. Yeah. Knowledge, wisdom, correction. That's not that easy. Is there an easier way? <laughs> no. No. Well, I mean, I don't, I, think so. I don't think some kids are opposed to learning. They don't always reject I was that way. I was a simple person. Oh, okay. So, you, like, learning is 
an equation to being corrected. Yeah, yeah. You're, um, yeah, I, th- I think some pe- some kids, if they're saved early in life, they want to learn. Mm, well, that's cool. Okay, so simple. Most kids today in our age, boy, I the kids I come in contact with on a daily basis out in the world, boy, it's pretty sad. They're pretty simple. I was watching this company finish my HVAC system, and the uh, the one man that was working really hard, I just I was admiring his work, mm-hmm. and um, the other young man in his early twenties, um, the one that was working hard, said, "Hey, can you give me a hand over here? I'm going to try to get this finished." And he goes, "I'm ready to take lunch." And he goes, "Well, he goes, I'm not going to be taking lunch." He goes, I just, "We're not going to have time to get this finished." And he goes, "Well, they don't pay me for lunch." He goes, I'm I'm going to take lunch. And the other guy said, he goes, well, go ahead and take your lunch, but I'm going to keep working. And mm. um, he didn't want to put in the extra work because he didn't feel that he was going to get paid for working during that time. Mm-hmm. And, boy, if you want to advance, you've got to be willing to do above and beyond what you're asked, you know, always. Mm-hmm. And, we and lo- also, I think there's an element that's missing, too, which is the motivation to work or just the joy of work. You know, there's... Making it about money kind of robs yourself a little bit mm-hmm. of the joy of it. Yeah, so a simple person is um, if you want to if you want to get out of becoming a simple person, then you have to go beyond what's expected of you, and you have to start listening to those that are trying to help shape your life and receive that kind of correction. If you don't, you're going to remain a simple person. In mm-hmm. fact. If you don't, you're going to go from being a simple person to a what? Fool. A fool. mocker? A fool. Okay, fool. Yeah, because fools, what, what do fools hate? They hate knowledge. Yeah, they hate knowledge. Hmm. Fools hate knowledge. Um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Correction. Or correction. Yeah. Fools despise correction. They don't want to be corrected. Hmm. And, uh, and they don't want wisdom. They don't want knowledge because they think what? They don't care. No, what do they think they know it all. Yeah. They don't need to be correct. They don't want anyone to tell them what to do and how to do it. So that's where the fool comes in. And if you remain a fool, you will eventually become a mocker. mocker. And mockers, what do mockers do? They delight in their mocking. Mm. And the reason they delight in their mocking is because it's a cover-up. Mm-hmm. They, um, they want people to see them as big, mm-hmm. um, powerful. And, and these are the ones who are always taking advantage of people. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, that's where it's going to come into the first lesson, but we're not mm-hmm. going to go there yet. Let's just finish this. Um, so you've got the simple person. He needs discretion. He needs to think things through. The young man, he's going to grow in knowledge and discretion. And the word uh, discretion there, I like this amazing word. It's mitz- mitzma. Mitzma. And, yeah, and this is that wonderful word that I love, witty. <laughs> inventions. Witty inventions. And so he has a purpose. This young man grows in knowledge in such a way that he starts gaining the ability to see how things work. Mm. The word literally means witty inventions. He sees from the beginning to the end. And so a person that can see from the beginning to the end, he is not easily entrapped into um, situations that are going to cost him something. And so, so the young man... Um, he's able to start gaining the big picture 
whether or not he wants to go in that direction. He has a purpose to life. Mm. Young the accumulated man, effective knowledge you talk about. That's excellent. I like that. And, and if, you, if you don't have knowledge in the first place, then mm-hmm. you can't accumulate it. <laughs> so uh, That's true. So then lastly is the man of um, – uh, well, not lastly, the wise man. And the wise man does what? Here and increase learning. He increases learning. I heard it said once, a wise person, or no, a smart person learns from his mistakes, but a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Hmm, I thought that good. was interesting. Yeah, apparently I'm not that wise yet. It goes along with this, though. We'll hear an increased learning, like, hey, don't do that, or, you know, when they receive counsel. And the word, the word here is the word for obey. So oh, he obeys. Shema. Yeah. And, and this, is, this gets really good. He not only an obeys learning. and increases learning. Um, look at verse um, uh, verse five. The wise man will obey, or hear, obey, and increase learning. It goes along with Proverbs chapter two. It's going to be talking about a little bit where learning becomes what pleasant to your soul. Yeah, becomes pleasant. So you want to learn. Mm. You now you start gaining an appetite. You you now you start doing what? You start asking questions. Mm. How does that work? And you're not afraid to ask questions. You're not ashamed to ask questions. Mm. You know, you're in a classroom situation. You're in college or something, and you want to ask something because you don't understand it, and everyone's afraid to ask. But a person that is growing and as mm. a wise person, he's right there with his hand because he wants to know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he's not ashamed of, of wanting to know. Sir, but, I'm not stupid. I'm ignorant. <laughs> Yeah. And lastly is the man of discernment. Um, And the person that is discerning, what does he do? He attains unto wise counsel. And the word attain is one of my favorite words in Proverbs. It's the word, guess what? Hmm. Drum roll. Are you ready, Mo? I am so ready. What do you think it is? Let me give you multiple choice. Oh, yes, please. Is it the word mercy, truth? Wait, wait. Which word is it? Wise to counsel? attain unto wise counsels. That's three words. I'm going to give you a multiple choice of four. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Is it the, does the word attain mean mercy, A, truth, B, to buy, C, or to multiply, D? Oh, multiply. It's the word to buy, to, no. pur- to purchase. It's the word get. I was hoping it would be like add and then it would be like Mark and <laughs> So it's the same word that's used in Proverbs chapter 4. Wisdom comes at a cost. Get wisdom. Get understanding. With all you're getting, get wisdom. Mm. It comes at a cost. If you're going to become a discerning person, mm-hmm. you've got to be willing to pay a price to get there. You've got to be willing to go after. That's that idea of like, I'm not ashamed to ask. What I, kind of price? Well, for me, personally, it was coming to the realization that I did not have the knowledge or the skills to lead Lamplighter any further than I had. Um, I, I was leading Lamplighter for probably around 15 years, and I felt I had come to a plateau. People would say, like, okay, you've reached this certain area. You're going to stay oh, there. Oh, peaked. Yeah, we peaked. Yeah. And um, and I didn't like being there. Mm-hmm. And I found that my messages had kind of grown, for me personally, stale. And so I wasn't, I had not gained the kind of mm-hmm. knowledge. I wasn't being, I wasn't sharp anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't cutting edge. And so for me, I had to pay a price and say, I got to go back to school. Mm-hmm. You know, I had already, ha- I already had two master's degrees. 
and three master's degrees. And um, I needed to go and get a doctorate. I, and I got a doctorate in executive leadership for nonprofit organizations. Oh, cool. It's exactly what I needed. Uh-huh. I needed to know how to lead a nonprofit organization. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. And so, so for me, it was that step in my life to pay a price. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everyone has to look at their life and say, what does God want me to do next? How can I become better mm. at not just what I do, but who I am? Mm. So how can I reflect God's image better? And for mm. me, I've always got to be pushed. Okay, you ready? This is, we got the four people, mm-hmm. the simple, the youthful, knowledgeable, the wise, and the discerning. And the discerning does what to gain his discernment? He's willing to pay a price, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. And then right after that, it says this. It says, to understand a proverb, that's what we're trying to do, understand these proverbs, mm-hmm. and their interpretation. Molly, mm-hmm. this phrase in verse 6, words of the wise, mm-hmm. is a framing of verse 2, words of understanding mm-hmm. or words of discernment. And so you've got discernment and wisdom on both sides, the second framing device inside of this. And everything in between those two phrases, words of understanding, words of the wise, you have those four people. Outside of words of discernment and words of the wise, you have two people that will be introduced, and they are the fool and the mocker. Mm. And once they are introduced, God immediately starts the first wisdom lesson, which we'll talk about next time, which is... My son, the first my son statement, and it's about listening to your mom and your dad or putting in proper order, my son, obey the instruction or correction of your father and don't forsake the law or Torah of your mother. And Mm -hmm. let's talk next time about why this order is given to us Mm. and what does it mean for a father to correct his son and what does it mean for a mother, for a son not to neglect the Torah of his mother Why are those two mandates given to us in Scripture, and what do they mean for parents today? We're going to look at that next time. Super exciting. Okay, Molly, let's do it again. God bless, and thanks for listening to Fasten Like Nails. And Molly, do you ever ever wonder... Do people know why we call it Fasten Like Nails? Um, We've talked about it in a couple of Several times. Not a ton of times, but yeah. Ecclesiastes chapter 14, take a look at it, and Mm -hmm. you'll find the phrase, Fasten Like Nails. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, visit lamplighter.net slash podcast and fill out the form. That's lamplighter.net slash podcast.